Welcome to our last week of looking together at the book of Galatians. Galatians 6 this week, day 1. We're going to look at verses 1 and 2 today. This is really the, well, I call it the walk this way portion of Galatians. If you watch movies at all, you know that one of the oldest and most well-worn comedy routines is the guy who says, walk this way, uh, like you're supposed to follow me, but then he walks with a little bit of a limp, and everybody walks behind him with a little bit of a limp. Galatians 6 is the walk this way of Paul's letter, but it's not about a funny walk. It is about a spiritual walk. It's how to walk by the Spirit. It's how to let the Holy Spirit and His power, His energy, His strength, let Him begin to be a part of the way that you walk, the way that you live your everyday life. Paul is showing in Galatians chapter 6 the practical steps that the Holy Spirit would have you to take in the clear direction in which he leads you in everyday life. And it's, it's following up on the last part of what we looked at last week. Galatians 5.25 says, keep in step with the Spirit. And Galatians chapter 6 is how. How do you do that? The Spirit shows the direction. The Spirit sets the pace. How does he do that? In these verses, Paul is going to share with us five practical things that you and I can do to walk in, to, to keep in step with, to follow along with the Holy Spirit. Beginning with the first one in verses 1 and 2. The first thing to do, if you're going to keep in step with God's Spirit who is in your life as a believer, first thing you do is you carry each other's burdens. What burdens? Listen to these verses, Galatians 6, 1 and 2. Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. The situation that Paul is talking about here is you've caught someone stumbling in their Christian life. You've seen someone stumbling into a sin. And the temptation in that moment is to reject them, to say, oh, you're not acting like a Christian. You're not living the Christian life like I think somebody should. So you push them as far away as you can. The temptation is to reject them. The answer instead, Paul says, you want to walk in the Spirit? The answer is to restore them, to restore them in God's Spirit because that's the way that the Spirit walks. We are, no doubt about it, to help each other with physical needs and burdens as believers in Christ. We're to help everybody in this world with the physical needs and burdens that they face. But here, he is focusing instead on spiritual needs, on spiritual burdens, specifically on the burden of our sin. Psalm 38 verse 4 says, My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. So what do you do when someone gets caught up in the burden, the weight of sin, especially a believer, as Paul is talking about here? You restore them. And as he talks about restoring people, he talks about two specific ways that we do that. You restore with a spirit of gentleness. You notice how Jesus Christ dealt with sin. When the woman caught in adultery was brought to him, he did not condemn her. He restored her. He brought her to a place of confession of her sin and then said, now go and sin no more. But he did not condemn her. He restored her with a spirit of gentleness. And this word here, restore, in the Greek language, it has the idea of, of repairing a machine that's not working, or maybe even more important, of setting and mending a bone that has been broken. You help somebody to put their life back in order. You help them to heal. That's what the Spirit does. And that's what God's Spirit wants to do through you. Not judge others, but restore others. It's interesting, in the book of Galatians, Paul dealt very strongly with false teaching, but he dealt very gently with personal sin because that's how Jesus teaches us. You restore with a spirit of gentleness. You also restore with a spirit of humility. Watch yourself, he says, that you also might be tempted. You notice the fact that you are a human being. 
You're, you're just one sinner trying to help another sinner to bear the weight of their sin. So you watch yourself being honest about your own temptation. Whenever you as a believer are around another believer who is caught up in sin, it is easy for you to get caught up in that sin as well. If you tell yourself it's not, then, then you're really in trouble. So one of the keys I think I've seen is you don't restore alone. You go with someone else. You do this together. And you certainly don't restore pridefully, looking at someone else and thinking, I would never get caught up in a sin like that. The minute you think, I would never do that, the moment you think that, pride has got you. And the minute pride gets you, you're going to be trapped into that very sin. You restore with a spirit of gentleness. You restore with a spirit of humility. Why? Because that's the way that the spirit walks. We carry each other's burdens, especially these spiritual burdens. How does the spirit walk? There's a second way the spirit walks, Paul talks about in verses three to five. He says, first of all, you carry each other's burdens. But then interestingly enough, he says the second way you walk in the spirit is you carry your own load. Now, what does that mean? How does that fit with what we just said? Well, let me read the verses for you, verses three to five. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Each one should test his own actions, and then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. For each one should carry his own load. Now, is that a contradiction? He, he just said, carry each other's burdens, and now he says each one should carry his own load. No, it's not a contradiction. First, two different words are used here. The word for burden means a heavy weight. And he's talking about our sin, something you cannot bear on your own. We need each other. The word for load has the idea of a, of a light pack, your individual responsibility. And what Paul is saying here, the Spirit is inspiring. And the Spirit is inspiring him to say that we are to help each other when the load gets too great, but we're not to expect others to help us to carry all of the load of our responsibility. God's given you a responsibility in life, and the Spirit will inspire you, will direct you, will strengthen you to carry the responsibility that God has given to you. Now, how do you do that? Well, there are two spiritual keys for carrying the load of ministry that God has for you. Not someone else's, not giving up, but carrying what responsibility God has given you. The two spiritual keys are, one, you don't fool yourself, and two, you don't compare yourself. First, you don't fool yourself. You don't fool yourself into thinking you're something when you're not doing anything. The situation here is somebody who is swelling with pride over the work of another person. You watch them work, and then you join them for the applause, the congratulations. As I, as I read this, I think as a baseball fan of when Hank Aaron set the home run record in his day, the two fans that came out of the stadium seats and ran alongside of him as he took the home run trot, like somehow they'd done something. I bet they even look at that today and say, look, that's us on the field. It's an embarrassment. They didn't do anything. They were trying to, they were trying to live off of somebody else's applause. Don't fool yourself into thinking you're something when you're, when you're nothing, he says. And there, there is a solution to this. The solution is you test your own actions. You test what God's doing in your life. The solution is evaluation. You take an honest look at the part that you played and what God is doing, and you rejoice in that. And if you didn't play any part, you say, God, how could I play a part? That's, that's the step of evaluation. That's one way that you carry your own load. You don't fool yourself. And second, he says, don't compare yourself. This is the great temptation of comparison, building your own ego by criticizing somebody else. And Paul says, here's the answer to this. And it may surprise you what he says. It may have surprised you as I read through it a moment ago. He says, the answer is, you need to take pride in yourself. That's what the scripture says. Then he can take pride in himself. Now, a lot of you hear that and think, wow, I can't believe the Bible says that. I thought we weren't supposed to have pride. 
There is in the Bible, as you read through it, there is a positive kind of pride. This verse is the best example of that, by the way. It's not a selfish pride. It is a healthy pride. There is a negative pride, no doubt about that. We're going to talk about that later this week. But there's also a positive kind of pride. And that pride is the desire to do what God has given you to do. I would call it more rejoicing. You're rejoicing in what God has given you, and you're rejoicing in the fact that he has used you. You're rejoicing instead of comparing. Comparison, comparison with others always leads to selfish pride. You want to be better than they are. You want to show them up. But evaluation of your gifts before God, that leads to a healthy pride. Wow, God gave me gifts. And wow, God used them to make a difference in this world. And you take, you take joy in what God has done. Now, as we take a moment to pray today, let's talk to God about the ministry that he's given to us. As you talk to him, just say, Father, thank you for the gifts you've given me. And instead of comparing myself to other people or wishing I had different gifts, help me to rejoice in who you've made me to be. And help me to take joy, to take a healthy pride in using those gifts for your glory in this world. And Lord, one more thing. If I see someone today stumbling, someone hurting, help me not to pass them by. Help me not to reject them, ignore them. Help me to Help me to help them to carry this load. We're not meant to live life alone. So help me to minister to them as one sinner ministering to another because of the forgiveness of Christ. I pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. And join us tomorrow. We're going to talk about the awesome power of simple trust in God. <laughs> <laughs>